Hey there, devotee. Welcome to another episode of the Devoted Podcast with your host, me, Cindy. The mission of this podcast is to help anyone from every walk of life to be devoted, devoted to loving God, loving ourselves, and fiercely loving God's people. So get comfortable and be encouraged by today's episode. Feel free to share this episode with your people and tag me so we can engage. All right, are you ready? Let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Devoted with Cindy podcast. This is episode three, and the title of episode three is Clean House. Yes, I said it, clean, clean, squeaky clean house. And the idea behind this was I was just thinking about a show that I used to watch with my mom called Clean House. And the show was hosted by a TV presenter named Nisi Nash. And in the show, her team would go to homes of people who had just homes that were filled with so much stuff. Basically, hoarders. And the team and the production team would go through and help the home the homeowner or the individual to help clear out these homes clear out the stuff that needn't be there and they made sure to leave those places beautified but what i loved about the show was the process between arriving and seeing the mess and celebrating at the end the beauty of the home the homeowners usually struggled so much you know every time i watch those um episodes you would just see that the homeowners really and truthfully struggled to let go because they held on to so many things but they didn't realize the effects that the things that they were holding on to were causing they didn't uh, realize that the things that they had allowed to fill their houses to fill their homes were in fact denying access denying people access to their home people that they loved people that they cared about would feel like they were they weren't able to see the homeowner they weren't able to interact with the homeowner in the same way because of all the stuff that was filled in the household and so the team of clean house would come through they would help to process through everything what should we be keeping what is valuable what is invaluable what are we doing you know with this how how are we going to impact other people with this can we donate this right so there's always something that any and um that every single person can benefit from cleaning the house and i love that show and i love that that at the end this celebration this celebration that hey we didn't even know we could not even remember how beautiful this home actually was homeowners usually were so astonished at the actual beauty in their home and i i used to find that like so amazing and now that i think back on it i'm like wow you know when there's so much filth when there's just so many things that don't need to be there that the beauty of the home is hidden the beauty of the space the potential of the 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 place is so hidden that it amazes you the potential it amazes you that what is there was actually there all along and was underutilized because the we were hoarding we were keeping things in the home that needn't be there that needn't be there and so just with that thought just with that i thought wow it's time to clean house don't you feel that maybe it is time to clean house, to let go of the things that no longer serve us, the things that are a handbrake in our lives, the things that are holding us, that have anchored us to a position that disables us from moving into the next level of our potential. It's time to clean house, to let go of things. Let go of them, even if it means that you speak about them like uh, like you would give away a donation, that speaking about them is exactly the same thing. Someone else can benefit from how you triumph in letting go of the things that no longer serve you. 
Sometimes we try to hold on to pain, but that pain no longer serves us. But that pain and the triumph thereof can help to serve and empower the next person. And when you release it, when you clear it out of your home, you are able to see the beauty in your house. And so it is time to clean house. It is time to clean house. It is time to clean house. And that is why today's message is titled Clean House. And before we go even further, I would just like us to pray. So if you would just close your eyes and you pray with me so that we go into this with an understanding and with a prepared heart. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Heavenly Lord Father, for the temples that you have given us. We thank you, Heavenly Lord Father, that you are faithful and that you are true. We thank you, Lord, that you are God who sees us, that you are God who knows us, that carries us and sustains us, O oh Father. We thank you, Heavenly Lord Father, that there is nothing that is too great for you, my Lord. We thank you, Father, that we can cast our burdens unto you, my King, and you will carry them for us, O oh Father. And that you will give us your burden, which is easy and light, O oh Father. We thank you, Lord, that we can do anything through Christ who gives us strength, O oh Father. We bless your holy name, O oh Lord, for there is none like you, Father. There is none that compares to you, God. We put our hope and our trust in you, Father. We know and acknowledge that where we are weak, my God, you are strong, Father. We thank you that your name is a strong tower that the righteous may run in and be safe. We thank you that you are a refuge, O oh Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Lord Father, for your precious Holy Spirit that comes into our homes and comes into our hearts, O oh God, and makes all things new. We thank you for the, that you are the living water, Heavenly Lord Father, that you make us well, O oh God, that you are water that sustains us, O oh Heavenly Lord Father, all the days of our lives. We thank you for this word, O oh Father. We thank you that it is a word that will help us, Heavenly Lord Father. We thank you, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. I just want to just jump into it, really. Um, I, I don't know. I was so excited about this because I've been going through this. And I think it's a cycle, right? Sometimes, I mean, it's a cycle. You clean your house quite often. So I was very, very excited about this. And as I was preparing for this, I remembered scripture. How I remember the scripture that I love. I love the book of Ezekiel. Let me just put that out there. It's one of those books. Okay. I just love it so, so much. Um, but before I jump into the scripture, I just wanna I just want us to think about the concept here of this house that is just had that has just been hoarding things. Things that are unnecessary, things that don't serve anymore things that are perhaps sentimental but it's time to let go of because it's holding you back and it's not allowing you to move into the next phase of your life things that are blinding and deafening you to what god is trying to do in your life those things that are in your house that are operating your mind operating your heart those things need to go those things need to go because they're in your home like dry bones. There's no life in them anymore. There's no life in them anymore. They need to go. And I, I just want us to continue with this thought and walk it out and think about the things that need to come to life. Some things are covered by dust in your home. So you no longer see their beauty. You've had a hope. You've had a dream. You've had a vision. You've had an idea from God. You've had discussions with people that have just died out and you just let it go. There's dust on it because of the other things that are there that no longer serve you, but you're focusing on them. Those things that are beautiful and that God is trying to bring into your life are covered with dust. It's time to let the things that don't serve you to let them go. It's time to let those things go go so that you can take the dust off the things that will serve you the things that God has placed in the house for you to succeed in life 
for you to be able to be impactful in life and for you to walk strong in life. It's time to take the dust off of those things and speak life over them so you can see the benefits of the word of God operating in your life. You have to speak life over the things that God has placed in your life. You have to claim the word that God has spoken over your life. His word says that his word will accomplish what it sets out to do. And God is not a man that he may lie. But you have to partner and see what the word will do by applying it. The only way to see the power of the word working in your life is by applying the word in your life. It sharpens you. It shows you the power of God when you apply it in your life. And that's how we grow and that's how we maintain a clean house. I just want to speak on Ezekiel. I just want to go back to that again because this is always just, I don't know, in every context, <laughs> in every context, this piece of scripture always just is just so good. It's so encouraging. And I love that it's so edifying. The instruction here is just so pristine, so precise and simple. That's what I love. The simplicity of it all that we need to speak to the areas in our lives that have died that God has placed there for growth you know we need to speak into those those rooms that have grown cold that need to have a fire so we see the benefits of our relationship with the father we need to speak life again into those places onto those dry bones that they may come to life so i'm just gonna go ahead and jump into the scripture ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 14 reads the hand of the lord was on me this is ezekiel describing his um, vision he says the hand of the lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. Hmm. And I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. I love that. Um, I keep commenting on the word. <laughs> I heard this in the last um, podcast. I was like, why do you keep commenting on the word? But guys, the word is so, so good good the word is so good you'll have to be with me i just love the word so much okay so back to um the scripture what i love is that the spirit of the lord allowed ezekiel to examine the condition around him he didn't just say just speak to the dry." no he didn't just say, just speak to those dry bones he said to him Okay, he didn't say, but he allowed Ezekiel to just look at the situation and how dire it is. And he says here in verse 2 that he led me back and forth among them. So it wasn't enough to just look at it once and glance over. Ezekiel had to really take in the situation. He really had to see what was happening there. He really had to see the condition there so he went and he was led back and forth among the dry bones and he saw that there was a great many on the floor of the valley right and the bones there were very dry this version does not say was kind of dry so no very dry <laughs> so the situation here was dire it was dire but God in love did not shield Ezekiel from the situation. He allowed Ezekiel to take it in, to see the situation and how dire it was. Right? And what I love is that um, there's, there's a conversation that happens in verse 3. The Lord asks him, um, Son of man, can these bones live? Hmm. 
Wow. <laughs> Son of man, can these bones live? I love that because the Lord is not communicating only with Ezekiel. But the Lord is communicating with, with faith. The faith in him. This is a language of faith. Son of man, can these bones live? If that is not a test of faith, I don't know what is. When you're looking at the things in your life, the things that you have allowed to get the dust, you know, you've kind of sort of said, yeah, you'll get back to it. Yes, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll see it all at another time. Not now. I'm not ready. Not now. Hey, when I when this happens, when that happens, I'll come back to it. And now it's quiet and you're like, hmm. It's so quiet now. I don't know what to do with it. I guess we'll just leave it there in that corner and we'll see it another time. Eventually, you know, those things we kind of leave, they kind of go out of our sight. And so today I'm asking you that can those bones live? I'm communicating not just to you, but I'm communicating to the faith-filled part of you. And I'm asking that part can those bones live unsure and trusting god ezekiel responds sovereign lord you alone know you alone know and i guess there are so many of us that can relate to ezekiel who responds with sovereign lord you alone know sometimes we don't have the strength to you know be like yes these bones can live. <laughs> Sometimes it is the only strength we have is to just pass it back to Jesus. Pass it back to the Lord and say, Lord, right now, I don't know. I don't know because I, what I'm seeing is that these bones are very dry. But you alone, God, know what is possible here. You alone know what can happen here. Then the Lord responds to Ezekiel and he says, prophesy, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Sure. So what do you do to dry bones? What do you do to the things in your life that were, were once a point of zeal and now a point of probably discouragement or even embarrassment? That, hey, I'm not praying as much anymore. I'm not getting to my Bible anymore. I'm not speaking to those people that I know will spur me on in the things of the Lord anymore. I am not pursuing those job opportunities. I'm not running after the dream, the ideas anymore. What do you do to those bones that are dry in your house? What do you do to the things in your house that have gathered dust? You speak the word over them. You say to those dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And then you continue on to speak the word of God over them. And you tell them to arise. And the word of God will be the breath of life in those areas, in those things in your house that have gone silent. And so he, con um, he continues on to say he prophesied as he was commanded by the spirit of the Lord. Sometimes we know what to do, but we don't do it. Sometimes we, I mean, you know, sometimes you're just looking at your life and you know what to do. You know to pray. You know to get to the word. You know to worship. You know to reach out to a leader, to a friend who will spur you on in the things of the Lord. But we don't do it because it will challenge us. We're so comfortable with the mess. We're so comfortable with house, the house looking the way it does. We're so comfortable. We don't even want to open the curtains. We don't even want to open any windows. We're so comfortable with that situation that we don't do as we are commanded to do. But faith acts. Faith works. Faith responds to the word of the Lord. 
So if you have faith, then you will respond to the word of the Lord. And this is what Ezekiel did. He says that I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise is what he says. A rattling sound and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and the tendons and the flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And so then the Lord said to me, prophesy uh, to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breathe and breath into them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. I love that. And so when he spoke life, when he spoke the word of the Lord as the Spirit of the Lord had commanded him in faith, the bones came to life. They came together bone to bone. So it wasn't just this one big thing where they snap of the fingers and everything came together and it was just great. It was a process, right? He saw them come together bone to bone. It was a process and that's okay. Sometimes things are just not going to happen in the flash of an eye or the snap of a finger. They're going to take time. It's going to be a process where things come together, where the bones come together bone to bone. And then you will have to, again, inject more faith into it. Because that, yes, the bones came together, but they still had no breath in them. They had no life in them. And so he had to prophesy once more and say to the bones, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. This is what we have to do. We have to reinvite the Holy Spirit into those areas so that he may breathe new life into those into those rooms that we've neglected. We need to break open those windows, open the curtains, let the light and the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit in so that there may be life in the home, so that there may be newness in the home, so that we may see the actual beauty of the house. I love this because it's so encouraging to know that the Spirit of the Lord is always ready to work for your good. The Spirit of the Lord is always ready to remind you of who you are and what He says is you are capable of in Him if we would just let the things that do not serve us go. If we would just turn from the things that do not serve us anymore, the things that dull us, the things that that dull our conscience, the things that sear our conscience to the word and the spirit of the Lord. We need to be so quick to get rid of the things that deafen our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, that remove us from the Father and the things that please Him. We need to be children who are so in love with the Father that we would obey his word because to love the father is to keep his word to love his father to love the father is to keep his word and so if you are finding it hard to let go i love psalm 62 because psalm 62 is written by david and as we know he david David has his ups and downs. David has his... <laughs> when he's good, he's good. And when he's not good, he's gonna tell God, like, hey, listen, I am not good right now, okay? I am discouraged. And I'm, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> but I will put my hope in you, Lord. That is him. That's David. And I love him for it because he was so pure in his approach to the throne. He came exactly... As he was he didn't hide anything from God because he didn't I mean he didn't limit the knowledge of God he didn't limit 
or downplay how well God knows him, you know. He understood that there's no there's no mystery. God for God there's literally no mystery. <laughs> there's absolutely no mystery when it comes to what God knows. And so David was completely just the way he was and that was it. And what I love in Psalm 62 is we are encouraged to pour out our hearts to the Lord. Psalm 62 verse 6 reads, O my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Sometimes it's hard to let go. It's hard for us to be people who speak faith. That's why it's okay for us to say, Lord, I don't know. Only you know. That is when we decide, Lord, okay, I can't do it out of my own strength. But Father, I will give it back to you because I know that you, Lord, are able. And then sometimes it's going to be a process to let go of the things that are in the home, that are in our house, the things that we have kept that no longer serve us. It's going to be a process for them to come back to life. For the, for the things that are in the house that have um, have gathered dust to come back to life. Because it, as the, the Bible says, that the bones came back together bone to bone. So it's going to be a process. And when it is a process, who knows that being pruned is not easy. Being pruned is so hard. So during that process, pour out your heart to the Lord. For he is your refuge. You can trust in him at all times, says verse 8. You can trust the Lord to carry you through that process, sustain you from the aches and the pains of that process, so that you will see it through to the end, so that you will see the beauty of the things that God has placed into your life, that you won't abandon process for comfort. So, you need to unseal your lips. You need to unseal your lips in the times when you are being processed by the Lord. David in Psalm 51 verse 15 says, Unseal my lips, O Lord, that, may, that my mouth may praise you. Now, you may think that in the time of being processed, that it's so much easier not easy it's not easy but the usual response in process is to cry lord why is this happening um how can we just get through this oh i can't wait to be on the other side of this you know but in process your victory is when you praise which is going back to last week's message your victory is when you praise even in the valley even in the valley, when your hands are lifted up, even if you are in the valley, you already are signaling that you are ready for victory, that you are a child of faith, that you know who your God is. So when you are in process, sometimes what happens is we get shut down. Our mouths don't open for prayer. You know, we can't hear as clearly as we do. I mean, you listen to that sermon, but it's just knocking off the top of your forehead. It is just not going in. And when you pray, your spirit is just low. You know, you're really fighting to get to that altar. But here we see David is pleading and he says, unseal. He's not even pleading. He's demanding. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that, may, that my mouth may praise you. So when we are in process, we need to be able to submit our will to the, um, to the Spirit of the Lord. So that we may praise even when we are in process, even when it feels like we don't have it in us. We need to be able to praise so that we remember who we are and whose we are and who we say um, we belong to. And remember what the Lord is actually capable of. Because when we praise even in the valley, I'm telling you, you will see victory and not circumstance. You will see victory and not the mess. 
you will see the end result and i think that is why these people on clean house would panic because they would just be looking at the process and not thinking of the end result and nisi nash and her team would have to remind them hey remember that at the end of this it's going to be beautiful at the end of this you're gonna have something that's so worth it and at the end of this you're gonna see the beauty of the home at the end of this you're gonna see the beauty and the potential that's actually here but you can't see it now because it's hidden with all this stuff it's time to clean house it's time to let go of the things that don't serve donate what needs to be donated share that testimony that needs to be shared let go of the things that are holding you back throw them away into the garbage pit burn them if you must if they are hurting you let that go let it go so that you can open the windows and let the light in and let a fresh wind in so that there'll be newness in the home that there'll be joy again in your home and what I, I, I want you to think of is that when you are discouraged, yes, we grow silent. So fight to unseal your lips and praise the Lord. Unseal your lips and praise the Lord. What I love is a scene from War Room. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's a movie by uh, uh, Pastor Priscilla Schreier, I think is how you pronounce her surname. And... This is like, if you are a Christian and you have not seen this movie, please get your life. Please just DM me and I will make a plan for you to see this movie because you need to see this movie. <laughs> so what I love here in this movie is this lady, the character that uh, Pastor Priscilla Shire plays is in a marriage that is really seeing the attack of the enemy on every end. And one day, um, after she's met a, uh, a lady who's on fire for the Lord, she starts to grow and, and trying to grow in prayer. And this one evening, she just snapped. She had just had enough. And sometimes we need to get to that point where we have just had enough. Enough of the enemy having an influence on how we live having an influence on the people in our lives and the things that we do and how we move and how much we move and what we do and what we don't do, what we pursue and what we don't pursue. She had just had enough. And what she does is she walks about that household and it's empty that evening, I think. She walks about that household and she just declares, no more, no more you will not steal my joy any longer you will not operate in this home any longer whatever you have um, built here we are casting it down right now in the name of jesus and she walks about that home with the fire of the holy ghost and she casts the devil out of her home that is something we need to do intercede intercede you need to just get up and unseal your lips and fight pray and remember who you are and declare that your temple belongs to the lord that your temple will not be swayed and and do the things that will please the enemy and see you losing but you will do the things that will exalt god and glorify him even if the things in your life don't look like they um will they that you should be praising you should be glorifying the lord you should be glorifying the lord because he's always working for your good even still even if the things in your life don't look it yes you may look like why why are you praising why are you like why are you so happy right now okay that may be the case but because you know that god is working on your behalf praise him exalt him unseal your lips fight take up your position and fight and know who the lord is know who he is remember who he is so that you can see the victory that you need to see in your life because god wants to do something fresh he wants to do something completely new in your life but if you are still sitting in the mess 
and you are not willing to do your part, if you are not willing to partake in your responsibility as a believer, then you're not serving your home, you're not serving the generations that will come after you, you're not serving your purpose, but you're just bringing the enemy joy, and he deserves nothing, he deserves nothing from you, you don't owe him anything, but you surely, 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 surely owe the Lord your praise all the days of your life, he is worthy, he is so worthy, He's worthy of our praise and adoration, even when we are discouraged, even when we are struggling. Because he doesn't change and he will definitely a hundred and thousand percent come through for you on the other end of that situation or circumstance. So praise the Lord, exalt him, be bold. What I loved about that war room scene is the boldness. She had just had enough, and her character, I think, was named Elizabeth. Elizabeth had had enough. She walked through that home with a boldness and an assurance in who God is, and she declared that this home belongs to the Lord, and this home will serve the Lord, and you devil, I cast you out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You have no place here, and anything that resembles you, anything that you've brought along with you, we cast it, we rebuke it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. That boldness, take up your position, know who you are in the Lord, and clean your house, clean your house reclaim your portion in the Lord re-establish your territory in prayer don't be cornered by the enemy who roars like a lion only to reveal himself to be so small so tiny so insignificant and already conquered don't do it don't entertain the enemy magnify the Lord reclaim your position re-establish your territory get up and pray speak life speak the word over the situation speak life over the things in your life that have gone silent speak life over the dreams speak life and then act on your faith plant a seed do something towards the dream do something towards the hope do something towards that vision so that you may see the fruits of the word in your life so that God may be proven to be true in your life. Do the word so you will see the fruits thereof. Is Christ not your portion? Is he not your portion? He is. So you who are in him are strengthened by him. Put your hope in him. Find rest in him. And if it means that it is time to fight, if you're in a season that requires you to reclaim your the, your house for prayer reclaim your house for a place where you study the word of god reclaim your house for a place of fellowship for dreams to come to life for vision to come to life then do so find your place in the lord again get back up get back up i want to encourage you to praise in this time i I have had so much going on, but praise keeps me going. Praise keeps me going. Faith is what keeps our feet above the water. You need faith in this season. You need faith in this season. And what faith is going to move you from here to what is coming. This is just a short leap into what's next. It, there's a short, just a short leap for what God has for you next. But you have to have your faith because your faith is what will keep you above water. And you need to be above water, my friend, to see what God is about to do in your life. So step out in faith. Step about your home in faith. Re-establish your position in prayer. Take up your position don't allow the enemy to corner you. Remember who you are. Don't worry. Because when we worry, we anchor ourselves to the things that are temporary. 
How can we do that when we have Christ who is eternal? Fix your eyes on the things eternal. Put your hope in Christ. Don't look at the things that are temporary. Fix your eyes on the one who is eternal. Don't fix your attention on drains. Of course, if I put my attention upon a drain, my I'm going to be drained. I'm going to be drained. Fix your eyes on the one who is the living water, the fountain of life. If you want to be made well, put your hope, put your attention on the fountain of life. Re-establish your position in your space, in your mind, in your heart, because something has to change. You have something to look forward to. Don't let the enemy lie to you. There is something that God is about to do and it's only going to be for a it's only going to happen in a very short space. It's going to happen very soon. But you need to be prepared for it right now. You need to be cleaning your home. You need to be standing in your position. You need to be re-establishing your territory. Declaring who God is. Declaring that um, what the word of the Lord has said about you. And speaking faith. Speaking the word over dry bones. And commanding the breath of life to come upon the things that have died in a season of discouragement. You need to reclaim your position. It's time because God is going to do something that is just going to shift everything. Something new is about to break through those windows if you would only open them. There is a new light, a new perspective that is going to come through for you. But you need to open your windows. You need to open the curtains and let that fresh wind of the Holy Spirit come through and renew you and revive you. I hope you're hearing me. I hope you re- I really hope you're hearing me right now. So don't let discouragement settle where praise and thankfulness should be. Don't do that. Don't let the dust settle. Once you've cleaned house, don't let the dust settle. Don't let discouragement settle where praise should be, where thankfulness should be. No, let praise arise. Let praise arise. That is like spring cleaning your house every day. Let praise arise. Bring life back into your temple. Open the windows and let a fresh wind blow through every area of your life. Let a fresh wind blow through your work ethic, your excitement, your hope for your future according to his hope. Let a fresh wind blow through your creativity and your zeal and appreciation for a new day. Clean your house. Clean your house. Pray. Pray because God wants to do something new. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on God. Focus on what he has in store for you and remember the joy of his salvation. Remember the joy of his salvation. Don't be intimidated by the presence of the Lord. We can enter boldly into the throne room of grace. Where we are met with the Lord's mercy. We can do that because of Christ Jesus who is our Lord and Savior. And there in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. I'm saying it again. Don't be afraid to return to the presence of the Lord. Don't be nonchalant about it. Be excited about being in the presence of the Lord. Be excited. There's fullness of joy in His presence. And my advice is to stay in the presence of the Lord. Once you've figured out how to clean house with the Holy Spirit, when you maintain it through praise, my advice is stay there. Stay in the presence of the Lord. Stay in the presence of the Lord by listening to, and to worship music, praise, watch sermons, watch um, things that will help you to grow. Watch people talking about the Lord. Take time to read your Bible. Take time to meditate on the goodness of the Lord. 
there's so much content out there to help you to sustain your meditation on the Lord and his goodness all day long. Um, my other advice is don't let filth enter your temple because once you let it in, it settles. So my advice is to you, resist, resist, resist and you will not stumble. Resist and all that filth that wants to enter your house will just, it won't enter. <laughs> then you won't have the job of having to clean and going through this process again. Resist, 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 resist. I want you to be sure that you're listening to the things that will feed your soul with the purity that your soul requires to sustain itself. Because anything other than that will weigh heavy on your soul. So I want to encourage you to look after your soul, look after your spirit and be mindful of the things that you're letting in. Be mindful of the things that you are letting yourself um, take in because these things whether we like it or not have an effect on us and when where we were sharp swords now we're a bit we're a bit more lenient we're a bit more dull on the matter and so because the world is constantly changing and ideas are constantly changing and so many of them are contradicting the word my advice to you is don't let filth in. Be filled with the word of God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you're able to discern what is filth. Because what is good for the world is not necessarily good for a child of God. Nor is it good for the kingdom. Nor is it good for the church, the body. Be mindful. Be mindful of the difference between good and righteousness in Christ. Between good and holy according to his word. Be mindful to not be watered down by the standard of the word. I mean the standard of the world. Be mindful not to be watered down by the standard of the world. Because it is completely different to the standard of the word of God, which stands true and relevant till today. The world will make it seem as though the word of God is irrelevant. And I am telling you right now, there's never been a time where the word of God was more relevant. <laughs> the word of God is so relevant right now. It's In fact, the word of God is ahead of its time. It's ahead of its time and so it will serve you to search the word, to befriend the word so that you may know what is true and not what looks good and not what looks like the truth and not what looks right but what is true, what is holy and what is in alignment with what the Lord is doing. I need you to really, really get to the word. Get to the word. That's where your strength is. That's where your strength is. When you are in the word, we are sharpened by the word. You become like the word. You'll be able to discern. You'll be able to have wisdom. And you'll be able to fight. And you'll be able to withstand whatever winds of change may come. If you are rooted in the word. So yeah. I think that's it. I think that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. And I really want you to consider the fact. That when champions get knocked down. They get back up. And when a righteous man falls. He gets back up. He gets back up. Don't stay down. Get back up. Christ, the champion of heaven, was knocked down, or so they thought. <laughs> he was knocked down, but God had a greater plan, and his ways are higher than everyone else's. So Christ rose again. He rose again. 
and yes in those three days there was silence maybe there was oh no not even maybe there was definitely there was sorrow but that did not mean that god had not um had not had a plan that was in the works god had a plan of glory he had a plan of victory and our jesus christ he rose on the third day so you if you're a fighter if you are like christ and he says you are more than a conqueror and you're in a season where you're down and you're experiencing your three days i need you to know that god has a plan god has a plan for you to rise again god has a plan for you to rise again as christ is so are we so are we when i think about those three days christ wasn't just in that tomb chilling no there was work he got the keys and we were set free we were set free 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 and when he rose he returned with victory and that's why we call him the champion of heaven and so in those times when we are lying down maybe that's you right now where you are feeling a bit down do the work even then so that when you rise up you rise up as a champion you rise up with victory you rise up with the key to unlock the next part of your journey the next part of your potential the next part of what god has planned for you which is so close you can almost feel it i'm going to need you to stand up and fight pray read your word re-establish your territory rise up clean your house open the windows for a fresh wind and prepare your temple because god wants to bring in something new god wants to do something exciting in your life you just have to clean your house you have to clean your house i love you with all my heart i pray for you constantly and i thank god for you i thank you for listening to every single podcast i pray that these are not just words but that you are enriched and that you are encouraged to live your life completely devoted to the one who loves you the one who sees you the one who wants to see you win more than i do i pray that this word may be a blessing into your life i pray that it's not just something you listen to but it's something that mobilizes you to stand up and fight and re-establish your territory and speak into the things that are dead speak life into them and breathe life into them because not because of you but because of what god is able to do in your life i love you and i will see you in the next episode bye that's it thank you so much for listening to another episode of devoted with cindy Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're listening via Anchor FM, leave me a voice note with anything you may have learned, realized, or something you'd like to add. And I'll be sure to feature you in the next episode. Remember, live your life completely devoted to loving God, loving yourself, and fiercely loving God's people. See you in the next one.